Well, the best, the best was done for you by the Lord. This is the day that we celebrate that. It's so good. Um, turn with me, if you would, to um, uh, Matthew 28, verse 1. I want to talk today about the the toughest commandment. (laughs) Matthew 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he has said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. An interesting combination, fear and great joy. And ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Thank you for your word, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, He's so good. I found this on the web. Oh, be quiet. Always trying to interrupt, you know. not be afraid. It's a common command in scripture, but one that's more easily said than done. Right? Thank you, Lord. Oh, a cockatoo. Look at that.
Caucasian travel distance. Even Ellen got a video of him as soon as he learned. And he loves yeah, there you go. Well, welcome, Rocky. Uh, we hope that you become a Christian today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, fear not. What are you afraid of? Snakes and spiders and <laughs> stuff like that? Or... Birds that interrupt your sermons, or <laughs> okay. Ellie looks happy. <laughs> Many people have uh, intense fears. Uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary uh, may have been nervous about going into a crypt, going into this this hole in the rock. Um, who knows what's in there? Now, it was a new one, uh, so there, there wouldn't have been anything there. But um, uh, you never know, you know? Like it, it would have been dark in there and, uh, until the angel came and he lighted it up. He said he was, uh, he was very bright. But there's fear of the dark. They may have been uh, afraid of that. It's a common fear among um, children. And a fear can actually um, move up into uh, adulthood as well. Some people need their light left on at night. It's a phobia. A phobia is a word that comes from the Greek. Uh, the, the Greek word for fear uh, is phobos or phobio, uh, and um, phobia comes from that, uh, and, and that's what we, we, we call all fears uh, some kind of phobia. Um, there's uh, fear of closed spaces, claustrophobia, claustrophobia. That's not fear of Santa Claus, that's fear of closed spaces, I, 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 I had never felt that until I went into one of those MRI machines. And, and uh, I, I don't know if it was what was hanging around there or whatever, but it was, it was very frightening for me. You know, just going into that tunnel and, and uh, I was strapped down, so I, you know, I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't get out if I wanted to. And, uh, and, and so it, it just... What am I going to do? I had to, I had to call out to Jesus, and and His peace came upon me. And um, it's funny what happens, you know. The uh, here's here's the the deal: we're spiritual beings, right? Like your spirit will go on living after this beautiful body that you have <laughs> passes on. <laughs> uh, and, and so everything we do is spiritual, and, and there are spirit beings around us everywhere we go. Some, some good and some not so good. <laughs> and they hang around to cause us problems uh, and wait for legal entry points to our thought processes, you know? And, and uh, all of this fear stuff comes from that, and I want to talk to you about 
that in just a minute. But so fear of closed spaces. They were they were looking at this uh, this hole in the the limestone um, that that uh, they didn't know whether it was it was filled or not. But the, the angel welcomed them in. Fear of death is also a, a, a common fear. And they were fearful because they had this angel around them the first Easter morning. So what do we need to do about the fear? If we put on the shoes or sandals of these women, as soon as they arrived, there was a violent earthquake. How, how, how would you fear feel in a violent earthquake that that brings fear to the staunchest of people as everything that you trust is moving <laughs> and no longer trustworthy and how how long will it last and what damage will it do so there was a violent earthquake when when they uh, arrived and fear of earthquakes is seismophobia that's not fear of getting into your pants. <laughs> Although I have suffered from that in times. <laughs> and and that seismophobia, fear fear of uh, earthquakes, is part of a a family of phobias or fears called catastrophobia, fear of disasters. And you couldn't blame those two women uh, if they were frightened by a violent earthquake. Or to see an angel. How big are they? How big was this one? And he was bright and brilliant. And the first thing that angels usually say to human beings is, fear not. You know, fear not, <laughs> because because their presence is frightening, naturally frightening. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in verse four it says, um, um, "Those guys that were posted to be the guards at the tomb were so afraid of the angel that they took, uh, or sorry, they shook and became." Like dead men. And who could blame them for being that way? But the angel said, do not fear, in verse 5. Fear not, it says in some translations. and um, Fear not actually appears, and we've gone over that a few times, um, just in the last couple of years through the pandemic but there are 365 fear nots or do not be afraid or um, do not let your heart be troubled there's 365 of them in the bible I've never checked that number <laughs> but there's a lot of them do not be afraid now what what is God saying there do not be afraid what why is it that he wants us to pay attention to that I think it's important you know like, it's not just, oh, that's God and he's commandment hungry, you know. <laughs> Always giving us new things. And 
That's that's not what it is. Trust, Trust him. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what it's all about. And and that's that's where this is going is trust him. Hmm. Fear not is more easily said than done. And it's probably the hardest commandment. You think maybe it's not. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> How many of you have killed? Uh, but you may have feared, right? How many of you uh, um, don't honor your mother and father? Is that the, that might be a <laughs> that might be a hard one uh, at times uh, because our moms and dads may have been. Uh, damaged goods when we were born, and and uh, may have uh, may have not brought us up in the the most wonderful way. Do not steal, right? Do not covet. Are are those ones tougher than like the, those ones? They all seem to come around from time to time, and the temptation comes from time to time. But fear seems to be upon us every day, and I think that's why God. Gave us that 365 opportunity. Every day there's a do not fear. Because you can, you can fear so many things. So many things. Fear of, of, uh, of not having enough money when you retire. Fear, fear of um, uh, climate change. Fear of your government. Fear of the... the, the, the Authorities in foreign lands, fear of of uh, floating objects that we have to shoot down over the North Pole. You know, um, <laughs> fear is everywhere, and we can succumb to it so quickly, especially when we're aided and abetted by society so much. We were having a talk with the. The, uh, the girls in the house about about sicknesses and and you know their teachers put fear into them about about covid they they just are freaked out about covid and and uh what it will do and who's going to die from it and and it's uh, very sad it it uh, the, the covid that we have currently invading the area is is just a fraction of what it was three years ago and yet they hold this massive fear of that word fear is rampant in the land and there, there's so many ways to fear let me let me take you somewhere um Go with me to uh, Luke 4, 8. This is, um, I just want to present something to you. Luke 4, verse 8. This is Jesus in the, the wilderness where he was tempted And the devil says to Jesus, he shows him 
the kingdoms, all of the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And said to him, to you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only, or only and him only shall you serve. You shall worship the Lord your God. Right? So he's, he's saying, I'm not going to worship you because I recognize who I need to worship and him only. But if you look at Deuteronomy 6, Uh, and verse 13, this is, this is where most scholars think that that quote came from. Because Jesus, the great theologian, is quoting from the Old Testament there. You'll see that it's not, it's not just a, a, a line item, but it, it becomes indented like it's, it's quoted. Uh, and so in Deuteronomy 6, verse 13, it says, It is the Lord your God that you shall fear. Him you shall serve. But it is the Lord your God you shall fear. Now Jesus is quoting that in the New Testament. And he says, it's the Lord your God you shall worship. There's an equation between the fear and the worship. Jesus knew that the, the devil was a good theologian. He, he knows his Bible. He knows it very well. And, and he's trying to get Jesus to do the thing that is going to bring him glory. And that's fear him. You worship him by fearing. And that's one of the reasons, I think, that God doesn't want us to enter into fear. You'll notice that, that uh, in the Old Testament they say that sin waits at the door. This was um, uh, Cain uh, was told that sin waits at the door, crouches at the door, waiting to pounce, sort of. That's the picture. And, and fear enters us, or let me back up just a little bit. We naturally move to fear. That's, that's a part of our, our beings. But, but something else can happen at that time. I believe that there's a door that can open anytime we're fearful of our life. And, and the, one of the things that we so are wrapped up in this society and this time is, is trauma. Trauma from accidents, trauma from wartime situations, trauma from abuse as a child, trauma, 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 trauma. And, and it wrecks lives. But is it just the fear at that time? Or, or is, is there a spirit being, because we are spirit beings, was there a spirit being that had access to your thoughts at that point? Access to your, your being. I, I think that fear opens a door into your heart. And, and that when that door is open, 
the enemy can have access to your thoughts and your processes and and actually to to different things in your body you know the symptoms that come out of what we call trauma now but it all stems from fear fear is the start of that whole thing and i think that that's why god in his benevolence in his wonder doesn't want us to fear anything but him right in the old testament it says fear god the understanding is worship god right but but if we if we fear something else like god doesn't want us to fear anything but him because why why would he not want us to fear because he is with us he is protecting us he is keeping us and he wants us to recognize that he will never leave us nor forsake us he he wants us to know that we are in his hands but if we give way to the enemy at any time we we are worshiping the devil now that's that's harsh i know but but i, I think the spiritual truth is there we we don't want to do that because what is what is his um um operating agenda is steal kill and destroy and if if your thoughts if your processes that that come out of the fear take you to anything that would lead to fear or to steal kill and destroy then you know it's the enemy cuz god isn't going to work any of those things in you he wants you delivered from those things he wants you to live free of those things he is so good to us all the time Amen. and so steal kill and destroy like ask yourself the next time you come out of a a very fearful time what your thoughts were while you were going through that the fearful time were they oh no oh no oh no and would god put that in your heart or are are you fearful of the future and and you think that that would naturally come from your your soul your body i think it comes from the enemy and i think because he's had access he he freely brings those thoughts when we are when when we're in a situation that becomes fearful so our our position in that is to be reminded in fear that god is with us and and i'll i'll talk about that in just a, just a sec but yeah i i i think it's i think it's important to god that we not go to that place of fear we have trouble with fear not because we're afraid so much we're afraid of the deaths of loved ones serious illnesses um not having enough money for our future we're afraid of business failures climate change mass shootings terrorism criminal activity we're probably afraid to go out at night you know um 
uh, to walk downtown because of all the knifings that are happening. You know, it's just terrible. And we see many threats to our well-being that can hardly be believed. And, and yet we hear the word, fear not, words. But the words that the angel spoke to the women at Easter are meant for us as well. Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said from verse 5 and 6. The very worst thing that could possibly happen, the death of God's Son on a cross, has now been overcome by the resurrection. Darkness has been replaced by light, and death has been replaced by new life. Hallelujah. Death is no longer our enemy. Death was the final enemy to be defeated by Jesus. Death is not to be feared. Because all it is is a doorway into his presence. Forever and ever. Yeah. A graduation present. (laughs) He doesn't want us to fear any of that. He's amazing. So if, if our worst enemy is no longer a threat to us, then, then what, why do we go down that road so quickly? <laughs> uh, the angel says, Then go quickly and tell the disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see Him. That's from verse 7. The promise of the angel is that Jesus, now get this, Jesus is going ahead of you. Always ahead of us. We don't need to fear the future because Jesus is already in it. He is calling us forward and promising to meet us right there when we get there. Ron doesn't have to fear the road as he goes up to Terrace because Jesus is going ahead of him. Jesus has made the way. We don't need to fear our journeys. Because Jesus is going ahead of us. He will meet us there. Do you think you can drive faster than him? (laughs) Don't try. (laughs) He will meet you there. Wherever you're going. He's ahead of you. He is ahead of you. Waiting for you. Calling you. Ah, he's so, so good. (laughs) He will meet us in what lies ahead. Most of our fears are grounded in uncertainty about the future. And we don't want to get on an airplane because we're afraid it will crash. We put off having children because we're worried about the dangers that they'll face. 
We're nervous about retirement because we fear that we, don't, we haven't saved enough money. When we're stressed by uncertainty, we cannot keep the commandment, fear not. But when we realize that the risen Jesus is in our future, we can lay our fears aside. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, the women ran from, from the tomb, and they were afraid, but filled with joy. Now, that, that's an interesting combination as it, as it rises up. Because they, the fear was still there. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't just instantly go. But the joy, as, the, as they start to recognize it, that joy will displace the fear. Recognizing that they're, they're going to tell the men, the disciples, that Jesus has risen He's no longer in the grave. And he's going to meet you in Galilee. Amazing. What a, what a promise. And what a way to overcome the, the incredible loss that they felt. You know, like there was shame. We went over it uh, last week a bit. You know, Peter was, was shamed because he had betrayed Jesus. Uh, the, the disciples as well, you know, they, they had run away. And they're living in this shame. And they're living in the fear that they are leaderless. That the one that they thought would lead them to victory is gone. But then they hear from these women who have some credibility. I don't know who was thinking that they didn't, but, you know, I just needed to add that. <laughs> These women had credibility. And they said, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know that promise. That's his name, Emmanuel. Ah, God with us. He's there. He is so good. And he's going ahead of you to Galilee. How he does that, he's two places at once. But then so, so are you. You're, you're two places at once. You're here and you're seated in heavenly places, right? That's not an issue in a spirit realm. So he was with them, but he was going ahead of them as well. Because he's so good and so big and so, so, so wonderful. Mm. And Jesus, they met Jesus on the way. And what did he say to them right away? Yeah, that's right. It's in verse 10, I think. Uh, he, said, he said, do not be afraid. Fear not. That's his, that's his direction. That's his commandment to them. Do not be afraid. What you're about to, to go through is, is an amazing adventure with Jesus. The rest of your life will be taken up with it. Telling, Jesus, or telling people about the Jesus that rose from the dead. That he's alive today. That he doesn't exist in a tomb somewhere. 
they will never find his bones as they were never rested there he is so good There was, there was a guy, uh, I, I worked at the post office years ago, and, and there was a guy there that, that uh, knew I was a Christian, and he would come to me and he'd say, did you hear that they found Jesus' bones? You could almost see the horns coming out of his head, you know. <laughs> he was just having me on, you know. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> they ain't there. Because <laughs> uh, he is alive. No other, no other religion. I, I read like there's 4,800 or 4,200, 4,200 different religions in the world. Whoa. I didn't know that. But, but only one that has a God that is resurrected from the dead. That, that, I think, is why the, the devil's plan in end times is, is to have uh, his emissary rise from the dead to show that he has a plan, too. Not a big deal. But our God is alive, and he is so good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So Paul uh, tells us to fear not as well. The Apostle Paul, uh, a man who is facing all kinds of terrifying threats to his well-being, imprisonment, floggings, shipwrecks, danger from bandits on the road and other opponents. Uh, and, and yet, because he believed that Christ had risen from the dead, he said, listen to this. This is from uh, Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, or danger, or sword. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. There's nothing, he says, that will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 35, 37, and 39. We can keep the commandment, fear not, because we have a risen Lord who has overcome anything that can hurt us or destroy us. Because Jesus has been raised, we do not have to be afraid. We do not have to be afraid. He is big enough and strong enough and powerful enough that nothing can be kept from him he will see us through that's his promise he will be with you he will be with you in your future you needn't worry it's he he's not trying to get you to do the impossible he's trying to get you to do the totally possible thing to believe in Him who loves you so. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would.
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord. I, I invite you to come to the altar this morning and spend a moment just recollecting the wonder of His presence in your life. Being with Him. Having Him show you your future. He is so good. Spend a moment with Him. Pray with Him. Pray with each other. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for... Thank you for... Resurrection Sunday. Thank you that we can celebrate it. Thank you that we can be in fear but great joy. <laughs> Thank you that you're doing such good things. We bless you and we love you. Would you love each one, honor each one, and protect each one. Take the fear away in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>